Welcome to the Bollywood Pod. You're listening to our series Best of Bollywood. I'm HT with my guest Sonali Chandra, and today we are talking about a movie that is a cult classic that catches the rising star of Ranbir Kapoor at a perfect time. Sonali, I kind of feel like I'm catching your rising star at a perfect time too. Indeed you are, HT. <laughs> I think you are our first genuine celebrity guest on oh, the podcast. I'm so honored. Thank you <laughs> for having me. I'm so thrilled to be here. Yes, um I have been recently called a celebrity, but let me tell you this is all new territory I'm treading upon. You know, look, my life is an open book. I'm 35. For most of my life I've been obscure. Now that all this is happening, all the press coverage, these shows I've been on, I'm very blessed and grateful for the opportunity but it's also still very new and yes the press has called me a celebrity and I I will take that. <laughs> I'm going to give the abridged version of your uh current resume to sure. our audience. So Sonali Chandra lives in LA. She's an actor, she's a I'm performer, a performing artist, performing artist, encompassing, yes. comedian. <laughs> she's the Indian American leading lady in Lifetime Network's Five Guys a Week. Mm-hmm. She's appeared on Dr. Phil's show. She has appeared on the Tamron Hall show. Yep. She's been featured on uh, MSN, Yahoo, and TMZ, the notorious TMZ. <laughs> yes, uh, those guys were talking about me, and I was so I couldn't stop laughing. Oh my gosh! <laughs> you're also a very funny stand-up comedian. In uh, fact, uh, I'm honored. Here's a little bit for from your stand-up routine. My parents are so embarrassed that I'm still not married. They have created a fake. family for me. <laughs> They told all my relatives that I'm already married. My husband's name is Nick, short for Nikhil, which is a very popular Indian male name. He's a doctor, engineer, and a lawyer. <laughs> We have four kids together, all of who are honor students and Harvard bound, only at the age of 2. <laughs> and finally, and I think this is the most important one. that you have been officially verified by Instagram. Yay! Even I can't say that. I have an Instagram account. I can't say that. <laughs> I'm <And> legit. <laughs> no, that that I was so thrilled when I got that blue check mark. It was truly um a work in progress. I applied three times. I got rejected, but they say third times is a charm. And um you know that blue it's a small little check mark but it truly legitimized my brand and um people know that I'm the real deal. You are on a roll right now. You're on a high horse right now and I, and I, and, I, and yes. I hope and I hope it keeps going up. I hope so too. Who knows by the time this episode airs you might be doing like an Emmy's acceptance speech or something. Hey, anything can happen. And you know HT it took considerable hustle and risk to get to where I am. It wasn't an overnight success story at all and both you and I have taken risks to achieve what we have achieved. Wouldn't you say? I would say so yeah and mm-hmm. risk to spiderman ko bhi lena padta hai bilkul hum to bas podcasters hain even spiderman has to take risks sometimes yeah today on the bollywood pod sonali and i are talking about a movie we both love a movie named rocket singh salesman of the year salesman banna yes sir bechna aata of course sir good morning ma'am i'm calling from it service computers please yaar mujhe tang mat karo no problem ma'am i'll, I'll try later thank you aisa kya karti hai ye रॉकेट हम क्लाइंट से कभी छूट नहीं होते जिस पागल खाने में मरीज कोट पहन के डॉक्टर बन जाते हैं वहां यही हाल होता है मुझे कंपनी बेचते पैसा ले और निकल आपने रॉकेट कॉर्पोरेशन का नाम तो खरीद लिया लेकिन उसके लोग छोड़ दिए रिस्क तो स्पाइडरमैन को भी लेना पड़ता है तू तो फिर भी सेल्समैन है सोनाली व्हाई डिड यू पिक दिस मूवी फॉर दिस पॉडकास्ट एंड व्हेन वाज द फर्स्ट टाइम यू वाचड दिस मूवी I first saw this movie in 2009 when it was released. I myself was starting out in corporate sales and of course Ranbir Singh's character is starting out in his career as a salesperson, right? And so I truly resonated with the character and the struggles he went through and that is why I picked this movie for this podcast. Something interesting was going on in Bollywood in 2009 when this movie came out. Traditionally, a lot of Bollywood movies are overshadowed by the actor playing the character. Some of the previous year's Filmfare Best Actor nominees were Abhishek Bachchan in Dostana, Akshay Kumar in Sing His King, Amir Khan in Gajani, Nasruddin Shah in A Wednesday and Shah Rukh Khan in Rabne Banadi Jodi. With the exception of Amir Khan and maybe Nasruddin Shah, you can see that the actor is front and center of whoever the character is. Abhishek Bachchan in Dostana after all is Abhishek Bachchan and not the character that he's playing. Then you come to the Filmfare Best Actor nominees in 2010, the very next year, and we have Amitabh Bachchan in Pa, Saif Ali Khan in Love Aajkal, 
Shahid Kapoor in Kamine, Amir Khan in Three Idiots. R- Rancho, Rancho, Rancho yeah, yeah, yeah. And finally, Ranbir Kapoor in Wake Up Sid. In these movies, you can see that the character is now in the forefront and the actor is embedded into the character. That is the essence of great acting, where you forget about the actual celebrity's real-life persona as opposed to just being so absorbed emotionally into the movie and just considering the character's challenges and and worries and concerns in life. I, I think that's the, that, that is the, that's the sign of a great actor, absolutely. And uh, so Bollywood pivoted towards this, and you can see that in the Best Actor nominees, and mm-hmm. Ranbir Kapoor was one of, the, one of the newcomers who was kind of bringing that forward. Absolutely. Uh, there's another reason I picked this movie for this podcast, and that has to do with Indian economics. Sometimes a movie comes along that captures a moment in history perfectly. India had been going through a massive economic change from the year 1991 all the way to when this movie was released. Mm-hmm. India, which was economically a very bureaucratic and socialist society, had opened its doors to economic liberalization and globalization starting in 1991. Our families, Sonali, are beneficiaries of that, of that globalization. Our families use this opportunity to migrate to North America for greener pastures, if you will. Mm-hmm. You know, HT, I have a finance degree from Rutgers University specifically from Rutgers Business School. And I remember while pursuing my degree, I learned about the BRIC nations, B-R-I-C, Brazil, Russia, India, and China. These were the four future superpowers of the world. So India, definitely, I agree, was going through a change. You know, I used to, I remember reading about it in research papers and in the newspapers, um, globalization, modernization, absolutely. You know, I completely agree with you. Movies like Three Idiots, Rocket Singh, you know, these reflected the challenges a young person embarking on his or her career would face in the modern and booming economy. Well, well put. Now, the movie also touches upon a lot of these important economic tidbits. The company AVS is a good stand-in for establishment corporate India. Mm-hmm. Harpreet Singh Bedi's Rocket Sales Corporation is a good stand-in for capitalism and a startup culture transforming India's business landscape. Right. And I love the bit about Harpreet Singh having to ride a scooter his dadaji gets for him by breaking his investment account. Right. And that was a very heart-wrenching scene, I got to say, because Harpreet Singh's character, played by Ranbir Singh, right? He was upset that his dadaji had bought him a scooter and, um, and by breaking his savings and investment account. And, um, but then he ended up using it anyway because the dadaji got mad that, he didn't, that Harpreet Singh's character didn't appreciate it, right? So I, I resonated with that character because, you know, like... I know, like, you know, even though I was born and raised in America, my parents are immigrants, they worked their way. I started working at 14, earning minimum wage at McDonald's, you know, learning the value of a dollar and something like a scooter, I'm sure costs a lot of money. And to be given such a gift, let's say if I was in that position, I would have been like, why? I don't need it. I don't want it. Like, you know, why'd you get it for me? So yeah, I, I, that, that was a very emotionally, emotional scene for me to watch. Absolutely. Uh, what was the first uh, vehicle you ever had? My dad bought me a 1992 Saturn. It was a junkie, let me tell you. This was 2004 or 2005. I had just gotten my license here in the state of New Jersey, where I was born and raised. And um, it had so many issues, gosh. (laughs) But um, I was definitely no spoiled brat. And I'm not a trust fund baby by any means. Humble beginnings, hashtag humble beginnings. (laughs) Saturn is not even around right now, is it? I have no clue. I I have a Hyundai now. It's blue, my favorite color. Um, (laughs) The character of Harpreet Singh Bedi is a perfect endpoint for what a large mass of young 20-somethings were feeling in this new workplace. Mm. They wanted to move away from the old ways of doing business, but didn't have enough economic power to change the tide to how they wanted to do business. And you can see that in in less than 12 years, that has all changed. Those 20-year-olds are now 35-year-olds with economic power to change the world to what they feel is right. I completely agree. When this movie came out, I, too, was 22. Hey, that rhymed. Or it's too redundancy, right? I, too, am 22. What's 22? Anyway. (laughs) But yeah, and fast forward to today, 13 years later, I'm 35. Um, I think definitely the world has changed. Our generation, I, I, I want to be factual, though. Like This is all great talk and being optimism and all that, but I, I'm also a realist. I think here in America, our generation is the most, most educated but least paid. Mm. And then add to that rising, basic rising living expenses, rent, food, gas prices. You know, let me tell you, HT in L.A., 
gas prices are like six fifty seven dollars a gallon and it's self-serve here in jersey where i was born and raised it's like 350 a gallon and it's it's full service which i miss i really miss that but um you know it's it's, it's really interesting the dynamic you know of generation after generation the degrees that we have uh, and, and then the incomes we earn as opposed to living expenses. And if that's happening in America, I would assume something similar is happening in India as well. I would imagine so. And that's why I like a movie like uh, Rocket Singh because this, you know, through its story captures a moment in the economic history of the country. Yeah. I'm sure, you know, movies will be made in America that captures the economic history of what's going on right now. Yeah. Parallel cinema, that's what it's called. Yeah, parallel yeah. cinema. So, you know, it'd be interesting to see what type of movies are made about what's going on in America right now. And, you know, I too suffer from high gas prices and all yeah, of that. Yeah, but let me tell you, HT, here in Jersey, it's 350 In LA, it's like twice as much. And you don't even have to get out of your car to pump your own fuel, you know, like here in Jersey. That's the one good thing about New Jersey. God. I miss it so much. <laughs> I, I, I will. I will add this that Sonali, since she's a celebrity, oh. I've. I've, I've <laughs> Thank you. Uh, thank you for coming down to my podcast, by the way. Of but, course, I but, was in town, you know, for some other work. And so it worked out. I'm glad we were able to do this in person. But one of the perks is the, the car service that you... <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to worry about gas. I don't... I, well, I am traveling right now, right? I'm on, I guess you could say, a working vacation. But I love what I do. This is not work at all. Um, but no, I, I will say I do not miss having to pump my own fuel in LA right now. But when I get back there in a few days, I, back to reality, you know? <laughs> just uh, No, but it's been absolutely a treat. Uh, I agree. Just um, being driven everywhere, not having to pump my own fuel. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, and I appreciate having uh, our first celebrity guest. Thank you, Sonali. So of for course. coming coming across the continental US to my humble abode. <laughs> Thanks for having me. So uh, Ranbir Kapoor is an interesting actor because he is highly respected by other actors in the industry. He still delivers commercially successful movies. However, Ranbir Kapoor is also a product of Bollywood nepotism. Oh, tell me about it. <laughs> that, that certainly got his foot in the door, mm-hmm. maybe even gave him a leg up. Right. But when you consider the many failed examples of nepotism over the years, I feel like Ranbir Kapoor has earned his place in Bollywood as a good actor and a reliable leading man. He, he is absolutely talented, for sure. I've seen his work. He's very good looking. Um, but um, I think there's a lot of great looking, talented actors and actresses in any industry, in any entertainment industry, whether it's America, India, whatever country. But unfortunately, they don't always get their big break because they are not the offspring of famous people and so definitely given who his parents are Ranbir Kapoor definitely had a leg up absolutely and so you know we none of us can choose our parents right we just have to take what life gives us and make the best of it even for me right I'm the daughter of immigrants as are you and just um just hustling and striving to you know striving for success and making things happen yeah yeah this was the third movie that Ranbir Kapoor appeared in the year 2009 Mm -hmm. this movie had a lukewarm reception it wasn't a hit like wake up sid which was released in october and ajab premki gazab kahani which was released in november Mm -hmm. do you think the audience had ranbir kapoor fatigue in december just too many back-to-back ranbir kapoor movies audiences want variety they want something new and so yeah in retrospect i do believe audiences may have grown tired of him just you know three consecutive months of back-to-back movies from him you know, and I'm sure he didn't plan it like that. Just, you know, there's so much in entertainment that's outside of a talent's control. And the release of projects is definitely not within their control. So yeah, it's completely understandable why audiences were grown tired of him have, with with the, with this third movie release. I was I was actually, uh, I really enjoyed Rocket Singh, as did you. Yeah. But uh, I didn't have fatigue. I did not have Ranbir Kapoor no. fatigue back then. But but the but, audience but, did vote. No. But I will say this, though. I remember that year. I This was the only movie I saw of his that year. So how could I have gotten fatigued of him, you know? So. Okay, yeah. This was the first one we got. Ranbir Kapoor also plays a Sikh person in this movie. Mm. What what did you think about him playing a Sikh in this movie? Is he convincing as a Sikh person? Absolutely. You know, he in real life, he is Punjabi. I don't think a Sikh Punjabi, I, but, um, you know, because there's Sikh Punjabis and then there's non-Sikh Punjabis, right? But um, again, that goes, that's the essence of an actor, the ability to transform and change your look to whatever the character requires. So I thought he was excellent as a Sikh guy uh, yeah. playing his character. I thought he inhabit- inhabited the Sikh character pretty well. Mm-hmm. I-, I believed him as this young 20-something-year-old Sikh, ga- Sikh guy. Right. Prem Chopra, as his grandfather, obviously spoke much better Punjabi. But Ranbir... <laughs> <laughs> I know a little Punjabi 
that's all I know. <laughs> I'm actually Bengali, but um, I think I'm pretty good. And oh, and um, by the way, I love to drink my alcohol. Um, so I am a, I am a Punjabi, you know, deep down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's, she's a Punjabi trapped in a Bengali yeah. soul. And no, but look, I'm 5'8", which is unusually tall for an Indian girl. And from what I've heard, Punjabi girls are really tall, right? So I look Punjabi also. So. Yeah, she can, she can, yeah. Sonali is half Punjabi, if you will. <laughs> I'm a Punjabi wannabe. <laughs> The next very important part of the puzzle is Yashraj films. Something happened in 2008 that changed the film industries, not just in India, but across the world. Marvel Studios released Iron Man with Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man became a super hit and started the Marvel juggernaut that is undeniable today. But it also started something that changed the movie industry forever. Because of Iron Man's success, the studios started moving away from the star system. Instead of using superstars like Will Smith and Tom Cruise to launch movies, they started using newcomers and critically acclaimed but less commercial actors to start movies. This meant they could make movies with smaller budgets, and as long as a few of them were able to be hits, the model was much more sustainable than the high-budget-requiring star system that had been around for 50 years. Mm. Yashraj Films in India adopted uh, this uh, a model of launching new actors, which was different than what they were doing before. Mm-hmm. They formed Yashraj Studios in 2007, and then... 2008 and 2009 would see a lot of movies from them that propelled the careers of less established actors by putting them in projects like Rocket Singh. Yashraj Films has famously launched, saved or propelled the careers of Ranbir Kapoor, Deepika Padukone, Ranbir Singh, Shraddha Kapoor, the late Sushant Think Rajput, Aditya Roy Kapoor, Bhumi Padnekar, just to name a few. You know any of these names? You know, HT. Yashraj Studios should launch my Bollywood career, okay? Have them call, have their people call my people, okay? <laughs> Yashraj Films, we have some talent in LA waiting, <laughs> waiting with the script in hand. I have Hindi, I have the look, I have training. Looks Punjabi, with a Bengali dancer, soul. you know, Bharatnatyam, Katha. Give me a call, Yashraj Studios, right now. Starting. I don't care about those other people. Give me a call, damn it. <laughs> Starting in 2007, Yashraj Studios made the smart move to tap into the younger demographics market to build its new fan base. They greenlit story and character-driven films and brought forth new actors in these early years. And hopefully you. Definitely me, okay? <laughs> you know, otherwise, it's their loss, okay? <laughs> Another interesting figure in this movie is uh, director Shemit, Shemit Amin. This is uh, his third movie. His second movie is the iconic Chakde India. Are you familiar with that one? Yes, Shahrukh Khan. <laughs> <laughs> Chakde India field, was a, field hockey. That was, yeah, that was the movie with the field hockey and the girls. It's a very popular yeah, movie. Uh, yeah, I remember watching that movie. Yeah. Chakde India was a phenomena, and because of that movie, Shamit Amin was expected to be a commercial Bollywood director for years to come. But for reasons that we cannot discover on the internet, for some reason, Shamit Amin did not make another movie after Rocket Singh. <gasps> Maybe he was going through stuff in life and he just didn't want the public to know about it. Because, you know, he, I, I, what I found in the entertainment field, it's a creative industry, right? And creative people are also very emotional. They're very sensitive. And so if someone, if an artist, whether it's on camera or behind the camera, if they're going through life, as we call it, right, they, don't, they have no desire to even work on creative stuff. So maybe this director was going through life. Yeah, I mean, for some reason, he did not return to feature films. He, he has recently returned to edit some movies in 2022. But, you know, it was a really strange turn for him back in 2009. Mm. Because, he, you know, Rocket Singh wasn't successful, but it wasn't unsuccessful either. Right. And he had Chuck the India and Aptak Chapan before that. And they were both very well-received movies. Mm. I, hope he's, I hope he's okay. You know, it's unfortunate. Oh, he's, he's actually okay. Which I'll, which I'll <laughs> Did he sure. die or something? Oh, gosh. <laughs> no, he's fine. He's alive. Okay. <laughs> Shamit, we need you on the podcast to respond. <laughs> so, you know, one of the things I liked about his filmography is that all of his three feature films were vastly different genres and budget levels. And not every director is capable of handling different genres and budget levels. And he was very successful at it. Good for him. I was able to track down his other work that he's been doing since Rocket Singh. And it turns out that he's been staying busy being a commercial director for Ransom Films. You can follow Ransom Films on Instagram. So Shimin is certainly successful as a director doing a lot of commercials. Uh, he just hasn't returned to Bollywood feature films yet. Mm. You know, about Shimit now being a commercial director, I got to say, in this industry... You go where the work is. I am on camera talent and I've not only done stand-up comedy, but also commercial acting, hosting work. I I grew up dancing. 
on stage in front of the camera. And then in New York, I fell into the modeling world, music, singing, right? So so that's in front of the camera. As for behind the camera, there's production, there's directing, whether it's TV, film or commercials. So yeah, I think, you know, Shimit, you know, he's, he's, he's hustling and um, good for him for still doing whatever kind of directing it is, whether it be commercials or TV film, you know, we all do what we, we you got to take advantage of whatever opportunity is knock on your door. Yeah, we would love for him to come back to feature film directing. Shamit, yeah. please come. Yeah, come back now. <laughs> <laughs> These were the Filmfare Awards Best Picture nominees in 2010. Three Idiots, Dave D, Kamine, Love Ajkal, Pa, and Wake Up Sid. Do you see any way Rocket Singh could have been added to the nominations in that list of movies? I do. Affirmative. Because Rocket Singh, in my perspective, showcased a realistic portrayal of what it's like to work in sales in the corporate sector. And as I mentioned earlier, I was going through the same thing at this at the time. I had just graduated Rutgers University. I was 22. I was starting my career on Wall Street selling financial products to consumers. And then, you know, I'm a woman, you know, like that, that add another layer of challenge. That's the reason I liked that movie so much, because it showed the challenges a young person who had just graduated college, what he or she will face working in the corporate sector. And yes, there's fraud. Yes, there's unethical things happening and that how you navigate through that. And, and so I think definitely Rocket Singh has the power to be amongst those movies that you just mentioned. Yeah. I, however, disagree with you. <gasps> Even though I love this movie and it's, it's on this podcast, <laughs> I consider it one of the best Bollywood movies right, right. Uh, made. And the reason is this, that that's just a very strong set of movies. The Three Idiots, Dave D, Kamine, Love Ajkal, Pa, and Wake Up Sid, that's a... That's a super. Maybe maybe Wake Up Sid and Rocket Sing can be flipped. Maybe yeah. Rocket Sing can take Wake Up Sid's place. I, I agree. Yeah. But the <laughs> the other other movies are undeniable. I think. Let's just agree to disagree. Okay, HT. <laughs> it's a strong list. It's not. There's not. There's not a weakling in there. Right. They're all comparable. Yeah. If you haven't watched Rocket Sing, Salesman of the Year, it is currently available on Amazon Prime at the time of taping this podcast. Go check it out before listening to the rest of this episode. We're going to jump into some major spoilers ahead. After a word from our sponsors. This episode is sponsored by you, the listener. Please download this episode and please subscribe to our podcast. Don't forget to share it with your friends. Follow us at The Bollywood Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Thank you and enjoy the rest of today's episode. The best scene in the movie. Let's go through it scene by scene. Best scene nominee one. Harpreet Singh Bedi goes for a job interview at AYS. Nitin asks him to sell him a pencil and Harpreet tries to sell him a pencil. What do you think about the scene? I thought it was the best kind of job interview ever. <laughs> you're applying for a sales position. Hey, dude, or dudette, show me how you're going to sell this pencil to me. And so I thought it was very realistic. Also harsh because the interviewer was kind of a jerk, quite frankly. Nitin, Nitin, that was the character. Yeah, oh gosh. I've heard this anecdotal story about a salesperson having to sell a pencil before. It was almost too meta. It was an awesome scene because it was a very realistic portrayal of what a, jo- a corporate sales job interview is can be like. Also, the way this scene plays out. You know, Harpreet talks about a detachable eraser head when the eraser head breaks. He talks about an unbreakable pencil and then it breaks. And then he talks about uh, how it can be easily sharpened. And this was like all... non-sharpenable, right? (laughs) (laughs) All of this and, uh, you know, what was most important in the scene is that it builds Harpreet's character for the audience. Right. He, He doesn't give up. Someone Persistence. He ha- he is positive in any situation that he's in. Quick on his feet, always smiling despite the challenges presented. He's a very likable character and Ranbir Singh portrays him very effortlessly. In right? scene. Yeah, no, he's a talented actor. When an actor can actually live and breathe the character they are portraying, th- then it's not acting. They're just being. And I think that's exactly how Ranbir Singh delivered. Best scene nominee too. Harpreet Singh goes on a client visit to Sharmaji with Nitin, his boss, starting with wearing the blue windbreaker backwards, then bribing the security guard in the lobby to get information about the competition, <laughs> then Nitin hitting on the front desk girl and a great dialogue. Then as they're waiting, uh, the iconic dialogue. <laughs> 
तू तो फिर भी सेल्समैन है and then in the scene we're in sharma ji's office where harpreet learns the ropes of how to make a quote for the client and finally we're in the cafeteria where nitin says the great line jo salesman ulta nahi pad pata use pata kya kehte hain kya andha andha a blind salesman yeah. what do you think of the scene very harsh and blunt the boss nitin is very very brutal quite frankly ht and i say this with all due respect to my father but Nitin's character reminded me of my father, very tough and critical, trying to make me better. Um and so, you know, and it was tough love. That's really really what it was, tough love. If my boss ever spoke to me like that, I probably would have started crying. Yeah. So, and I think that's the difference between a Bollywood movie and which perhaps is a realistic portrayal about how life is in India as opposed to how life is in America because in America a a, a superior cannot talk to their team members like that right it's 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 disrespectful it's it's rude it's it's harassment the, and and, that, and that's one know? of the things this movie also touches upon which is that harpreet singh represents the change that's coming to mm. corporate where you know people become team members right. as opposed to uh you know boss and employee right and and there's a mutual respect that that should be there sonali i love training scenes in anything like in any movie you put a training scene in i'm in it's like one of my favorite things in movies You know when Neo goes to get to get his training from Morpheus in the Matrix? Are you familiar with this? All right. <laughs> I'm talking I'm talking about iconic scenes right now. Oh, okay. So Neo getting his training from Morpheus in the Matrix or Anne Hathaway's character getting training in the fashion magazine in The Devil Wears Prada mm-hmm. or uh, there's Ethan Hawke's training by Denzel Washington in the movie literally called Training Day. You put a training scene in, it's one of the simplest things when done well can just bring so much joy to an audience mm-hmm. i'm all in on a well done training scene and this is one of those scenes best scene nominee 3 the introduction scene to girish the porn consuming computer repair guy oh yeah yeah during the scene uh, girish has uh, mishra ji the peon fix the computer then he charges extra money to the client for the repair when harpreet asks him or challenges him girish says kon jaye client ka to सीधा मांग लो ना इतने पैसे किस चीज के ले रहे एक्सपीरियंस के द एक्स्ट्रा मनी इज फॉर एक्सपीरियंस व्हाट व्हाट डू यू थिंक अबाउट द सीन यू नो एचटी यू इंट्रोड्यूस्ड मी एट द एंड एट द बिगिनिंग ऑफ दिस पॉडकास्ट एंड इट वाज अ वंडरफुल इंट्रोडक्शन बट आई जस्ट वांट टू रिवील समथिंग वेरी इंटीमेट एंड पर्सनल आई वाज कास्ट ऑन फाइव गाइस अ वीक एंड आई हैव बीन फीचर्ड ऑन इन ऑल दोस मीडिया पब्लिकेशंस बिकॉज़ ऑफ अ वेरी यूनिक फीचर दैट आई स्टिल हैव एट माय एज सो आई हैव ऑलरेडी सेड आई ग्रेजुएटेड कॉलेज इन 2009 डू द मैथ फोल्क्स 2009 meant I was 22. 22 plus 13 is 35. So I'm 35 years young. And okay, are you ready? I'm still a virgin, and I'm damn proud of it. I am proud to be a prude. So, and I talked about this on Five Guys a Week, and I, I talk about it in my stand-up comedy. That's all what all these media platforms have met, been talking about, you know, about me. And I'm I'm very proud of it. I own my truth. So, with that said, you can imagine why I believe. that this character girish watching porn it like it was it was very cringe worthy let me tell you i actually fast forwarded through it i thought it was gross i'm like i can't believe this is what they're showing in bollywood movies nowadays you know like so obviously i'm a virgin now so obviously i was a virgin then too right in 2009 when i was watching this movie and i thought i was just grossed out like you hard pass next you know <laughs> it's a, i have the exact opposite reaction which is <laughs> Because you're a man. <laughs> uh, I I loved. Uh, see, I, I'm thinking of uh, of these not as people, but as scenes and characters, right? Mm. So I thought it was a great character intro to Girish, and it also sets up that Mishra Ji can repair stuff. Uh, <laughs> Mishra Ji also a great character arc in the movie. He this is a starting point, you know, peon in the office. I just love this scene. I, probably it's probably not my favorite scene, but I really enjoy the scene because it introduces. both mishra ji and girish in such a effective it's a short scene but it really introduces uh, these two characters really well you know in any sort of art form whether it's movies or comedy or theater you know every audience member is going to receive it differently and reactions are subjective so you know you think one way i think another that's the that, that's the great thing about audiences right we can we can each have our own sentiment about it because you said that uh, there's one thing i always found interesting which is that You know when you're when you're let's say you're making a movie about racism or you know movie that shows how racism is wrong you have to show a racist person in the movie for the audience to feel how racism affects a person right you cannot just make a movie about nobody's racist because that's not how you show the evils of racism 
you have to show the person being racist and somebody being affected by it. Right, I agree. So, yeah. you know, if this Giri- Girish is a sleazy fella watching porn, <laughs> which almost has nothing to do with the story, I think, but, um, you know. It, it's, a, it's a source of education. You know, in fact, when I first started out in stand-up comedy, I, I had a coach. I still have a teacher. And I remember my teacher telling me that, you know, because I'm someone who represents a very unique story, right? Indian-American woman who still has her V-card. And so audiences want to get to know me. And so it's my job to educate them. That's call, what I was call told. Call us Yashad Films. We got a story here. Yeah. Um, I actually have a treatment for a script. Well, let's talk shop, you know? Um, no, but coming back to this movie, I agree with you. Like, you know, this sleazy character who watches porn, right? It's, it's an educational source for audiences to understand what kinds of people there are out there and how it affects the main character, the overall storyline. Yeah, you, uh, can, you can be a successful computer repair business salesperson company owner if you watch porn. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I suppose so. <laughs> no, that's, that, that, I, I take that all back. Uh, but yeah, I, I love these, both these characters, Girish and yeah. Mishraji. Best scene nominee four. The scene in which Boss Puri and head salesman Nitin ostracize Harpreet Singh when he tells them that he filed a complaint against uh, the chemical plant client. You bastard. You think you can go and spoil our relations with clients and nothing will happen to you. I'll slap you so hard, hamesha ke liye zaban andar chali jayegi. And get out of here. Bloody bastard. After the scene, Harpreet is singled out in the office and is totally isolated from the entire sales team. What do you think about the scene? It was very heart-wrenching. The way he was treated and yelled at by his boss, it actually reminded me of um, a time when I was 22 and messed up at work and I was called into the managing director's office. Now, he did not yell at me the way this Nitin guy was yelling at Harpreet Singh. And so I definitely resonated with Harpreet Singh's character and like what he must have been going through, how he felt inside. Like I was so emotionally absorbed into the scene. And so, and so, and I, and I think that's what kept me glued to the screen. Manish Chaudhary, who plays the boss, it's a damn shame that he did not get nominated for Best Supporting Actor. A movie's as good as its villain. And mm-hmm. uh, by God, Manish Chaudhary as Puri, Boss Puri, is a great villain. Every scene he is in, starting with when he tells Nitin to hire Harpreet, to this scene when he ostracizes and insults Harpreet. And the many scenes after this, Manish Chaudhary gives an incredible performance. When you look at the Best Supporting Actor nominations for that year, you can see how his performance easily got overlooked by performances by other actors in more commercially successful films. It was a very powerful and convincing performance. In fact, it felt so real, I thought he's like that in real life, off camera. (laughs) Maybe he's really like that in real life. And if he is, I don't want to meet him in person. I'd be scared of him. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I'll say he was acting, you know. We'll never know, right? Your your young, impressionable mind thought that he was like that. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Bessie nominee five. Harpreet Singh is trying to buy a computer from the graphics cards guy, but doesn't have the money. So he gives his scooter as collateral and sells to the graphics card guy. What do you think about this scene? I thought it was a very sweet and touching scene, you know, because Harpreet Singh was willing to sacrifice his scooter in order to get a new computer. It actually reminded me of um, my father. Uh, you know, my my parents are immigrants. My dad came to America in 1980 as a graduate student. And he told me his family did not have the money to, for his, he got the student visa. He got, you know, he got, you know, to, he got into, you know, got, got into some school here in Jersey for his graduate studies. He got the student visa. But when it came time to buy the plane ticket, his family, his parents, my grandparents, my paternal grandparents did not have the money. So what happened was my paternal grandmother put her own jewelry as collateral so that my dad could buy the airline ticket to come to America. And so then, and then later in life, things got sorted out. My grandmother got her jewelry back. But when I saw this scene, that's what that reminded me of. Like the sacrifices, you know, people have to do, whether it's on their own or it's with their families and their parents, what they have to do to make their dreams a reality. Yeah, And yeah. so it was very emotional for me to watch that scene. This movie, I think, resonates much deeper with you than it does with me. <laughs> I, I, I love this movie and uh, for many reasons, but I, I think your reasons are way more personal than mine are. All right, I agree. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. 
So, you know, this movie is a character-driven movie, which is not very common in Bollywood cinema. This movie is filled with scenes where Harpreet Singh's inner turmoil can be felt through Ranbir Kapoor's awesome performance. I, I feel like he should have been nominated for this performance over Wake Up Sid. Yes. I, and I love that dialogue. That's such an Indian emotion. Right, yeah. Like you also consider me as your friend, as your family. As your family. Yeah, that's so sweet. Yeah. Absolutely. Ranbir Kapoor's Harpreet Singh Bedi is the beating heart of this movie. Starting, you know, one of the moments I... It's not a scene, but it's a moment when he when he does his dance with his eyebrows up at the party <laughs> a couple of times. Right. I, I love the way the scene is written and I love the performances by both Ranbir and by Neeraj Sood. He's the graphics card guy, Neeraj Sood. Best scene nominee six. The scene where uh, Boss Puri calls Rocket Sales phone number at night, but the phone rings at AYS. Giri is about to leave the floor, but he hears the phone ring and answers. <laughs> Puri, Puri catches him in the act. What do you think about this scene? Busted. <laughs> it had me at the edge of my sofa seat. Let me tell you, HT. I was so scared, for, you know, with what was about to happen, the repercussions of, you know, being caught, of running this secret rocket sales corporation on the premises of AYS office space. And I just thought like, oh boy all hell is about to break loose you know so um, it was a very emotionally charged scene absolutely yeah uh, yeah it's a, f- a scene full of tension building yeah. up to this point mm-hmm. uh we're praying in our hearts giri don't pick up the phone man just keep going get out yeah. of here it's uh, you're off the clock you know it's after business hours dude go home go watch porn or you know like <laughs> just seriously it's porn time it's porn time giri but giri, the- girish eki baat hai. Eki baat hai. <laughs> The actor who plays Girish, his name is D. Santosh, and he's excellent in this movie and in the scene. That's all of my nominees. Do you have any scene nominees to add? I think the one important scene nominee you left out was um, uh, Harpreet Singh's love interest. When we first see her in the movie and the impact she has on him... Um, I think that that's something we should definitely shine light on. The the value of female influence, um, a female lover, um, the support system she provides. I think that's very important to talk about and include. So I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because from, from a scene point of view, I'll say the scene that I loved the most with her in it is uh, the one when they're in the bathroom. Yeah, very, very intimate, very close. Yeah. It was, it was, you know... You don't see a setting like that in Bollywood movies where a guy and girl are talking in a bathroom. <laughs> right. And like there's bathroom a bathroom. Ro- <laughs> yeah. That was very, you know, in 20 uh, 2009. 2009 when this movie came out, that was that had not been done. Uh-huh. Right. Uh, and, I agree. And it was just I, I think that was my favorite scene with her in it because they really connected and you showed this changing tide of 20 year olds at parties, which was never really shown in Bollywood yeah. movies before. Well, how does she have a major impact on him? first client and then they develop a personal relationship and you know like I'm even struggling with this in real life to this day and I'm 35 I'm not 22 anymore right it's life can only be whole if you have the both personal and professional taken care of and so for me the professional has been great in fact I even went on a reality tv dating show to find love Um, but here you know spoiler alert I didn't. I actually found love. It was un- unreciprocated. Um, long story short, the guy I picked and I are no longer together. I cried. Tears of heartbreak. But, you know, like, I think life is just great if you have both taken care of. And so for Harpreet Singh's character, you know, the fact that she became his first client and then they develop a personal relationship, I think it was very sweet and it made the character whole. It was also very uh, organically portrayed. Like it, it grew over time. It wasn't like love at first sight right. and here they it, are. It wasn't love at first sight and it wasn't an arranged marriage, you know, type setup. It was, you know, they met serendipitously at this party and then she became his first client and from there their relationship grew stronger. I agree that that definitely was admirable. So, uh, drum roll. Which of these scenes is the best scene in the movie? HT, I think the best scene was when Harpreet Singh makes Sharina partner of Rocket Sales. Like we talked about earlier, they met serendipitously at this party. They became friends. She became his first client. 
of Rocket Sales. They've developed a personal love connection, and then okay. So your favorite scene in the movie is when he asks her to be partner, partner of Rocket the, Sales, yeah. And he kind of introduces her to all of the other partners, right? Exactly. Yeah, at their offices, you know, they it shows that he trusts her. It shows that he sees long term potential with her, and that he converted the friendship to a personal love interest to a professional business partnership. And I think that's amazing. So uh, I, I can see that you're all about love. You're all about budding love. No, what, just what did I talk about on Tamron Hall and Dr. Phil and on Five Guys a Week? You know, I, I have so much love to give except no one to give it to. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> I'm the exact opposite. I'm, I'm like all business. So, oh, you know, you don't have any love. Come on, HT. <laughs> uh, my favorite scene was a training. My favorite scene was uh, Nitin training uh, rocket sing. I, I just love a good training scene. And that was a great training scene. Yeah. Well, when Nathan trains him. That, that's the difference between you and me. You're a man, I'm a woman. So <laughs> you like the business trading scene and I, I'm all about love. <laughs> and, yeah. Varying opinions here. Sonali standing for love. I'm standing for business. And what's ironic is that I have a business degree from Rutgers. So go figure. <laughs> <laughs> and I have love. I have love. Yeah. But I crave business. All right. So the first time I watched this movie, I would have, uh, I would have picked the setting of the pencil scene. And I'm sure you you might have too when you were 22. The selling of the pencil scene. Oh yeah, at 22, that's the challenge. Prove to me now you can sell in this job interview before I even offer you a job. That that's really what it's about, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. The pencil scene, the pencil selling scene. Hey, you know that's a tongue twister. Pencil selling scene. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying the show. Please don't forget to share with your friends. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to download. Follow us at The Bollywood Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Best song in the movie. Bollywood films, especially from this era, are known for their soundtracks. Frankly, this movie did not have a memorable soundtrack or a memorable score for me. What do you think? I agree. In fact, when you asked me this question, you know, in our prep meeting for today, I was like... I have to pick a song? Which which, which song? Like none, of my, none of them really stood out. I'm sorry, Mr. Music Director. You know, I'll do respect to your efforts. You know, no non-applicable. Moving no. next. No comments. <laughs> well, uh, let's talk about the two songs that are noticeable. Uh, there was... Pocket me rocket. Pocket me rocket. Pocket me. Pocket me rocket. Pocket me. Goes throughout the movie. And then there was also the more emotional... The second one, it was emotional, but I think it had a nice tune to it. Nice Let's go with the second one. Let's go with the second one. <laughs> so off the two that we kind of vaguely like in this movie, Pankoko, Havazarasi Lagnedo is the one we like. Yes. I, I'll go, you know what? I will bat the other way. Pocket me rocket hat is mine. Okay. Okay. We yes. opposites again. We're just we're just opposites. <laughs> yes. Battling it out. Uh, in fact, Ranveer Kapoor's other film, Wake Up Sid and Ajab Prem Ki Gazab Kahani, I thought were were much more memorable soundtracks. Mm. Wake Up Sid has a song called Iktara. Do you know the song? <laughs> To be frank, HT, I did not watch it, um, Wake Up Sid because of the leading lady who I don't think speaks great Hindi. Ah. Um, and so that is why I did not watch that movie. So Shots fired. You know, um, <laughs> I did not watch the movie, so how could I know any of the songs, you know, right? So... <laughs> Uh, all right, so moving uh, moving on from best song. Here we go. Okay. Best dialogue in the movie. This film has a lot of memorable lines. In fact, Jadeep Sahani, as we mentioned earlier, the screenwriter was nominated for best dialogue in this film. Do you have any favorite dialogues in this movie? What we talked about earlier, risk to go. Risk to Spider-Man ko bhi lena padta hai. Main to phir bhi salesman. Try try saying it again. Risk to Spider-Man ko bhi lena padta hai. Risk to Spider-Man ko bhi lena padta hai. Tu to bas salesman hai. <laughs> Love it. This was my favorite dialogue in the movie. But these are some of the honorable mentions. Um, Prem Chopra says, Are, Pure paise de ayo? Aadhe paise, I'm going to give you a scooter. 
Hindi <laughs> dialogues, really. <laughs> I loved when the receptionist says to Nitin, we mentioned this earlier, Bina matlab ke to tum apni bivi se bhi nahi miloge. <laughs> Without even any excuse, you wouldn't even have dinner with your wife? You wouldn't or? even meet your wife if you right. didn't have some business yeah. with her. Yeah. That's uh, so sad. You know, that's very hurtful. If, my, if I ever get HT, I already uh, revealed to you and to your audiences, plus I've already talked about it on national television here in America, You know, I, I'm a good girl. But if it ever happens, and if my if I ever heard my husband say that, it would be very I would be very hurt. Oh gosh! In fact, I would I would kick him out of the house and divorce him right then and there. So watch out, man. <laughs> When Harpreet Singh explains explains to his dadaji that what modern corporations do is not called unethical, it's called being professional. That was. <laughs> Potato, potato, right? <laughs> Just, uh, uh, very different potato. Uh, that was pretty funny. Harpreet Singh says to someone, emotion may control or scooter may patrol. <laughs> that was a good dialogue. Right. Just like how I said on Tamron Hall, post ghost. Post ghost. <laughs> post ghost, baby. It, that was a great appearance. I loved your, uh, I loved that interview on Tamron Hall of yours. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. Very thrilling. There was one where Harpreet asked Girish, the porn guy, Tu sota kabe? And Giri answers, office mein. <laughs> I've <laughs> been there. <laughs> I think office mein hum sab sote hai. Yeah. Koina says to Girish when he tries to touch her. Kuch nahi, but I'm here. Don't frustrate me that you'll be castrated. All this rhyming happening. Oh my gosh. Some good rhyming by Jaideep Sani. So, and my favorite dialogue you already mentioned. I use it to this day. Risk to Spiderman ko bhi dena padta hai. Or tu to bas salesman hai. Can you think of a better title for this movie? Yes. The Hustle. We Hustle. The Hustle. The Hustle. The Hustle. The Hustle. Right. Okay. Or okay. however you say hustle in Hindi. Because um, I, I will say, HT, one thing that bothered me about this film, you know, they were only showing it from the male perspective. Harpreet Singh's character portrayed by Ranbir Singh. Nothing to, I'm not saying anything bad about his acting level. Nothing has nothing to do, to do with that. But just what if it was a female lead? And the challenges she goes through as a salesperson. I, know, I, like, I, think, I think the tide has changed uh, now. And we're more likely to see a movie like that now. A lot of female-led movies are coming out yeah, now. Yeah. And I think maybe it's time. Maybe it's time for... Hey, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll write that script. And I'll, I'll, I'll star in that movie as the lead. Roshni Singh. Yeah. <laughs> Sonali Singh. Sonali Singh. <laughs> Sonali Singh. Su- superstar sales or something. All the S's. Yeah. <laughs> Movies are a product of the time that they were made in, so sometimes things don't age well, and sometimes they think they age beautifully. The first thing that's aged best, the movie starts right away. No three minutes of thanking media partners, digital partners, and all that BS that happens in Bollywood movies these days. Rocket Sings, Sing opens right away after Wire Films logo, and we're right into the movie. What do you think? I think it's a great strategy in filmmaking. You know, don't waste the audience's time. Time is limited. It's our most valuable commodity. And um, just get right to it. Aged Best nominee too. Uh, I alluded to this earlier. The casting of this movie has aged really well. I can think of one actor that was poorly cast. From the main characters, including a very entertaining performance by Prem Chopra, to, <laughs> to every little role of every person working in the office. You know, every background person in the office, they were all like well cast. I, yeah. I believed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think? I agree. You know, I, I felt so pulled into the movie throughout the entire movie. Like, you know, I, I thought, you know, these were not actors. They were people who actually worked in an office environment. And that, that tells you how great of an actor each character was portrayed by, you know. And, um, and so, yeah, I completely agree. Absolutely fantastic casting by the casting team. Uh, the next age best, the details in the movie that show the skillful direction are just endless in this movie. You might have missed these, but I'll mention a few of these. The movie is full of little moments like when Harpreet Singh tickles his dadaji Prem Chopra in one scene. <laughs> uh, I, we, I, I found that very funny because like, I would never tickle my grandparents or my parents or, you know. I do that with my dad sometimes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> He's <you're>... very ticklish. <laughs> Rocket Singh's happy eyebrows, which we mentioned earlier when he does the <laughs> eyebrow dance. That was really good. Uh, I, I, don't, th- I think Rocket Singh needs some Botox if he's able to make his eyebrows dance. But anyway, moving on. <laughs> this is this is a totally film nerd thing. You might I don't know if you caught this, but uh-huh. uh, at one point Rocket Singh opens a drawer, and the uh, there are three drawers, and the top drawer's knob is made out of an electric wire, which is showing the decay. Like instead of a handle, it's a wire. 
which is the handle. So this sh- this is showing the decay in the old office. Right. Did you miss this? I'm a big believer in brand quality, you know, and like, you know, if I owned an office, I would want everything to be in pristine quality because it represents my company, my brand, right? And so I know it's just a movie, but like it reflects reality, right? And so if the drawer isn't, is, is broken or if it's not in tip-top condition, I think it's it's poor management. But I think that's uh, very indicative of the movies about, which is the old ways are breaking down and the new ways are mm. coming. So this mm. this little this one little thing, which is a broken handle of an old drawer, is just the level of detail that the movie goes. Yeah, into. no, good point, good point. I agree. Yeah, uh, I love it when Rocket Singh reads the sign, "No personal calls," and he still the very next thing he does is make a make a personal call. <laughs> It foreshadows how he's going to break the rules later. Our hero Rocket Singh does not care. And that, yeah. you know, the, this moment foreshadows everything he's going to do. Yeah, exactly. Which like, is, yeah. No, and he's just, he doesn't care about the bureaucratic policies. He's just going to go do his own thing. And I think that's very daredevilish of him. Of him. And just, and that he has no fear. He's, yeah, he's willing to, yeah. if he feels that something is unnecessary or wrong, he'll just go do it. Right, exactly. Age best, Harpreet Singh Bedi as a character. And the way the movie demonstrates the wave of modern worker that is coming to India. What do you think? Very representative of India's youth. Um, the hope and the aspirations that India's youth had at the time and still currently has. Yeah, there were a lot of things the character did that was, uh, you know, very modern. What's coming. It, you know, it showed that the modern Indian workforce needs a change. And this, the, you know, these 20-somethings are going to bring that change. Uh, even the scene where when Harpreet Singh tells Giri that he will kill him if Giri even looks at Koina in a sexual way <laughs> in the bathroom, that has aged really well. You can see Koina like this. Who? Like you see your websites. And Giri. Seriously. It's way ahead of his time. Yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. In 2009, and I, I just want to. And he was. Focus. She was not even his girlfriend. She was just a, a office colleague, coworker. Colleague, right? But then she's. You know, Goina's character, she's very attractive, right? She wore a sari to work. And, you know, this is this is some, one of the things I find ironic about Indian culture, specifically fashion. Especially in a workforce environment, you should be, like, dressing professional, right? But then she's wearing a sari. Sari's, she, sari's professional. Yeah, but then you're showing off the belly, and she's an attractive woman. She's fit. She's slim, you know? That, her figure is going to turn guys on. And, you know, and again, this this, this can get more controversial. And I've even, even been, been the, the target of this. But um, it, it takes two to tango, right? You know, so this this male character, he's he's looking at her creepily and all that. But then she's also an attractive woman who's wearing a sari, showing off her belly. You know, like it goes both ways. Well, I, I think women should be able to wear whatever they want. I agree. You know, as long as it's not I agree, and I agree. And they shouldn't, women should be able to wear whatever they want. And they shouldn't have to feel unsafe in their own work environment because of creepy men. But that's all in theory. Yeah. Right? So, this, so this has aged really well that, the character of Harpreet Singh stood up for her in the bathroom. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that lovely line. Don't frustrate me that you get castrated. You know, I could never watch such a movie with my parents just because of the, all these sexual references. <laughs> Another age best I have is this is one of my pet peeves in uh, like Bollywood movies. And this movie, I love this movie for this reason. One of the reasons I love this movie is there are no wedding scenes in this movie or any wedding-related or marriage-related storylines. Is there any Indian movie, other than this occasional exception, when a wedding is not referenced or it's not about the wedding or it's not about a girl and guy? Is there one movie that a marriage is not talked about? Even a famous movie like Three Idiots, there's like a wedding going on in it. Yeah, at the end, yeah. (laughs) Rocket Singh is one movie where there's not a single mention of a wedding. That alone makes this one of the most unique mainstream movies ever made. I will say this. Priyanka Chopra's Fashion, which was released in 2008, there was not a single wedding scene or talk about it. Yeah. Uh, you're absolutely right. Yeah, that one did not. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, that movie was... Uh, I don't know who the director was. I, I know Mad- a, Madhur Bandarkar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he does very wonderful movies. Women-centric films, yeah. Yeah. I, he did one movie called Traffic, I think, which mm-hmm. I really love. I don't know if Star- you watched Starring Tabu, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Traffic was really good. Anyway, so <laughs> coming back to this. Going off on a tangent, but coming back to our topic. I appreciate <laughs> movies that don't have weddings in them. <laughs> Shadi e Barbadi, right? <laughs> Another age best. All scenes with Prem Chopra. He's a joy to watch in this movie as Harpreet's Dadaji. I really enjoyed him in this film. 
It was a nice cherry on top of the yeah, cake. Yeah, I agree. Very family. It, it very focused. It, it focused on the family aspect of a young professional's life, um, and that the, the, the whole Dadaji character is very cute and adorable. <laughs> yeah, we we never meet Harpreet's parents. We just see, see yeah. like they, they they don't talk about what happened. Yeah, there's, to the parents. there's no backstory mentioned there. It's right. just Dadaji, and yeah. it's it's wonderful. I loved it. Hey, maybe Harpreet Singh is adopted. You never know, right? It's the, possible. <laughs> We never find out. Right. But uh, we did uh, we did Agent Vinod, uh, which is a movie that came out. I don't know if you've oh, ever yeah. seen it. Karina Kapoor and Saif Ali Khan. Yeah. yeah, Prem Chopra is great in that movie too. Yeah. Now, this is one of my favorite parts of the podcast where we talk about pet peeves or complaints against the movie. This movie, the way it's set up, it doesn't really feel like the Mumbai hustle. It feels very staged at times. Reminds me of... Rajarani movies like Three Idiots and Lagera Munnabai. Like it's it's very like it doesn't feel like Mumbai. It feels like uh, like a stage. You know, I have only visited Mumbai once and that was like a two or three day trip. So I really can't comment on that. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, it's like The Devil Wears Prada problem, which is it's a great movie. I love that movie. Uh-huh. If you were doing a podcast about Hollywood movies, that movie would probably come up in the best of Hollywood. Uh but again, like the New York that they depict in that movie is like this non-new york version of new york you know it's very it's very it's very staged very high-end you know that's not what new york is you were you know we were talking about it earlier you're afraid to step into the subway yeah nowadays yeah (laughs) not when i actually lived in new york that was up until five years ago new york has changed covid homelessness subway crimes hate crimes racial profiling oh my god like i'm a good girl you know i just want to enjoy the city life and you know be alive (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, so, you know, I, I felt that it was a little too stagey. Oh, okay. I, my, the second thing, uh, complaining against the movie is I thought the ending of the movie is kind of weak. It even drags too long, in my opinion. I felt that they could have wrapped it up sooner and stronger. <laughs> I needed, I needed Boss Puri to lose and lose big. I didn't get that satisfaction. Boss Puri should have retired or resigned or something. You know, he didn't deserve to be in the in the on the corporate board or or involved in the company in any capacity. We needed a big comeuppance, like a big get him out of here. Big resignation, big termination or firing or something. Uh, you know, I will say this about the movie, there was no dishum dishum. You know, like there was no fight a physical fight scene because I I remember growing up watching movies in the 90s in, you know, like they were always very violent and, you know, blood and, you know, fighting. And But this movie didn't have any of that. But at the same token, some sort of big corporate kickoff, you know, kicking him off the board or something like that, that would have been ideal. They, they kind of left the audience hanging. The next complaint I have against this movie is that movie is just too long. Kind of like this oh, podcast. I know. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> no, but that movie was over two and a half hours long. I agree. It has some unnecessary scenes, or at least unnecessarily long scenes. Yeah, like the porn scenes. <laughs> I'm, I'm not anti-porn, but like <laughs> I don't need them in my movie. Right. But uh, you know the scene where Harpreet Singh is on the balcony with his two friends explaining his motivations. I didn't need that scene, or it didn't need to be as long. Right. So you know, there's some all this extra meat on this movie that could have been cut short, in my opinion. Right. No, I agree completely. Two and a, over two and a half hours. You know, Shahrukh Khan's Devdas was like three plus hours. Um, but. Uh, but yeah, and you know something, I, I'm a fitness lover. For me to sit down and watch a two and a half hour movie, I, that's like me becoming a couch potato and then I'll just get fat uh, yeah. <laughs> with all the this, wine and food I'll be having while watching the movie, popcorn and everything. <laughs> this movie is anti-working out, guys. Yeah, <laughs> anti-exercise. The last thing I have for uh, complaints is that this movie needed a better love story, I thought. Stronger love story, I agree. Yeah, I think the... I, I think their, their relationship was not focused on too much um obviously understandably so as well because the focus on the movie was on Harpreet Singh's sales career but I think focusing developing a stronger love bond between them would have been nice as well yeah I mean it would have been nice to see like a more established actor play the female girlfriend lead you know like maybe Katrina Kaif (laughs) trying to speak English right (laughs) (laughs) we we were missing that essential love story angle I thought I agree things that don't make sense in the movie I couldn't think of any do you have any no this movie is surprisingly realistic very sensical yeah moving on (laughs) the shortest category there all right uh, (laughs) best actor in the movie it's a very great ensemble cast, but I want to go with Boss Puri, played by Manish Chaudhary. He gives an incredible performance, making these somewhat uncomfortable encounters very believable. What do you think? 
I don't disagree with you, HT, about Manish Chaudhary. He was definitely a very powerful actor. But I would say the best actor, in my opinion, is Ranbir Kapoor. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, very seemingly naturally portrayed Harpreet Singh. And like I mentioned earlier, I was going through the same thing at the time. I was also 22, starting my first job in the corporate sector as a saleswoman. And I definitely resonated with him and identified with him and really admired his performance. Um, it's, it's a very effortless performance. Yeah. It's, a, it's a shame that he didn't get nominated for it and he was nominated for Wake Up Sid. But this to me is the better performance and it's very it's very understated and it, it, it deserves a better recognition. Which we're doing in this podcast. Yeah, this is the recognition. <laughs> 13 <Rocket> years <laughs> later. <laughs> Who got the most success out of this movie? I think Ran- Ranbir Kapoor because of his existing star power. Well, he was very fresh at the time, and his yeah, but uh, his we all knew who he was because of his parents. But, let's but, be let's be real here. Um. I think so. He I think he was already kind of established with his previous two hits, and I don't think this movie you know added or took away in any way. Okay. For Ranbir Kapoor, but also I don't have an answer for this question because I don't know who got the most out of this movie. So if yours is Ranbir Kapoor, it, it, I'm it's, okay. It's hard to say. Like, who are we to judge, right? Like, do we know who got paid the most? You know who got the more uh, more who got more job offers coming out of this movie? We don't Shemit, have that. Shimi Tamim did not direct after this, so we don't know if this did anything for Shimi Tamim. Yeah, but like we talked about earlier, he was probably going through life and just didn't feel like directing anymore. Who did the most overacting in this movie? The guy who played the boss. Manish is a, yeah. my he was best the, actor nominee. Without a doubt, he was the most obnoxious and monstrous boss ever in fact if i had a boss like that i would have walked off the job i'm like i i don't need to take this and then i would have called my lawyer <laughs> so i i thought i did think he was the best actor but if a case were to be made for who did the most overacting i think it's a fair point what you said i think he did enough without going over the top mm-hmm. you think he went over the top yeah too much over the top like how can anyone act like that you know he must be like that in real life you know <laughs> just it was so power such a powerful scene where he flipped out really for a lack of a better way of saying it but yeah it shook you to the bone yes <laughs> who had the worst acting performance in this movie i don't have any nominees if i had to guess maybe Srina, the person who plays ranbir's girlfriend yes because you know her character wasn't developed enough it wasn't allowed to shine enough just you know in the final edit which is what all this which is only what us audiences saw right her character was very weak unfortunately yeah. And she has a lot of potential as a love interest. When I do worst acting, I don't usually give the name of the actor. <laughs> what if they're listening, right? <laughs> it's just, uh, yeah, we don't need to go down to those depths. Mm. Best person, we'll say. Worst person, we don't need to. Uh, sure. <laughs> worst scene in the movie. After Boss Puri insults him at the restaurant by calling him a zero. The scene on the balcony with Harpreet and his friends. It's too long, too unnecessary. Could be much tighter. I, I agree. It's unfortunate the previous scene had happened. However, you know, that's that's work, right? It's not always rosy. You got to take the good, the bad, and the ugly. And, um, you know, like Harpreet Singh was complaining on the balcony to his friends about what had just happened, but what what could his friends do about it, really, right? Like, it was just too long. Just too yeah, long, I thought. Yeah, yeah, it was unnecessary. Who stole the scene? This is the category when an actor has little to no screen time. And all the attention from other actors is taken away by this one actor. This is a tough one. A lot of great actors and performances in this movie. Do you have a nominee? I don't have a nominee. Yeah, neither do I. Uh, did you learn anything because of this movie that you did not know before? Through this movie, I saw a glimpse of how it works in India. Because my, I myself have never worked in in India. I've only worked in America. and but However, I've, I have worked in corporate sales, right? Selling financial products and... So yeah, this movie definitely gave me a, a, some sort of insight as to how things work in India. Let's pack it up. Uh, what is the movie Rocket Singh about and why does it stand the test of time? I think Rocket Singh is at its core, it's about the hardships and challenges a young professional faces um, when starting out in his career. And even though it's a male protagonist, I think it represents what a female leading lady would also go through um, for the most part. Um, I also think it stands the test of time because, you know, in any, like, I think regardless of what century it is or what decade it is, sales is sales. It's sales that is the income stream 
of any business in any industry. And so I think any, every generation could, can learn some great lessons from this movie. You know, when we were growing up, we all want to change things. And I think Rocket Singh kind of encapsulates that. It, which is, It inspires us. You know, it's kind of like Galileo. He was the guy who, uh, you know, said the, the earth is not the center of the universe. It goes around the, uh, the sun. Right, right. It's yeah. like that. Like he, it's, it's that thing. Rocket Singh captures that thing. There's that, that, this that, one that idea. That zest, right. Yeah, yeah, that passion. And I think it stands the test of time because it is a classic story of David versus Goliath. The story of the underdog. That's why this movie resonates and it has a cult following. It also is a snapshot of corporate India at a perfect time. I really like this review by Rajiv Masand at IBN Live at the time of this film's release. Rajiv writes, Like Swades and Lagero Munnabhai, which were movies that came before it, Rocket Singh, Salesman of the Year, is that oddball film that seldom compromises on its intentions for the sake of becoming more box office friendly. But don't be fooled by its appearance. Rocket Singh, Salesman of the Year, is a film with all heart. It requires patience to appreciate it fully, but deserves a viewing because films like it are hard to find. What do you think of this review? I concur. He took the words right out of my mouth. Very well written. I, I think, you know, look, we're still talking about this movie after 13 years. That tells you something. You know, I, I just think we should make another one from the female perspective and see how audiences react to that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, th- I like that Rajiv Masan touched upon the thing that it seldom compromises on its intentions for the sake of becoming box office friendly, which I think has to do with the love story thing that we were talking about before. Right. It ditches the love story to be in the truth that it's trying to tell. It doesn't uh, sugarcoat it with the love story in order to focus on the deeper story of right. Rocket Singh. Right, I agree. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that about the movie. Uh, do you have any final thoughts to add to this podcast? Make the female version of the movie, okay? Let's make it happen. Woohoo! Starring Sonali Chandra? Yes! <laughs> I'll be there. You can find Sonali and all of her latest projects on I am Sonali Chandra on Instagram. Yep. Uh, it's I underscore am underscore Sonali underscore Chandra. And for people who don't know what an underscore is, is that dash that is like at the bottom. <laughs> Correct. Well, it's the underline. Yes. Yeah. Hey, you know, just go to my website. You'll find me everywhere. I'll, you'll find all the links there. What's Sona- your website? Sonalichandra.com. Sonalichandra.com. We can see many great things from her in the future. Ah, thank you. Instagram verified. Yes. Blue check mark. Mark, <laughs> and yeah, definitely check out Lifetime Network's Five Guys a Week on the Lifetime website and app, as well as on Amazon Prime. I am episode number 14. I am the only South Asian American leading lady. So check it out. Thanks, Sonali. Any other project you want to mention? You know, I'm, foc- uh, I'm focusing on creating a comedy special. So if you... If anyone out there works at Hulu, HBO, Netflix, you know, give us a call. I'm working on a memoir and I'm also working on a movie script based on my life. And um, a lot of different creative projects in the works. Audiences will be in for quite a treat. Uh, Sonali, thanks for joining me at the Bollywood Pod for this movie that we both love. I wish you the best in your endeavors. Uh, thank you so much and thank you for having me. If you haven't watched Rocket Sing, go watch it now or go rewatch it. Best of Bollywood is produced by me at Dunhill Studios. We love movies and we will be back with another great Bollywood film on the next episode. Follow us at The Bollywood Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Have a great day.